Summer rolls on, David McKinney, and it's hot where I'm at. I know. Me too. That's why I had to get some, put some ice in my beer this week. So that's just before it's cocktail week here on uh, beers and beards. Uh, David again has to one up me with his concoction because he used both beer and bourbon um, for his, but that I've never thought of. I don't, I've never thought of putting ice in beer. Is that, have you ever seen that? Like you can't put a little, uh, um, I've seen people put it in seltzer, which um, has been absolutely. I mean, uh, it makes sense in seltzer, right? And you know, in hard seltzer. Um, mm-hmm. But I've never really seen it in beer. Maybe in like a clamato or a chilada or something like that, with like some tomato juice. Um, but that's about it. This is a little bit different this week. This is something I've never done before. This. Uh, Bringing in, bringing me into new horizons on this podcast, which is is pretty awesome. That's what we're here for. First of all, I'm gonna do it early in the episode this week. If you're here now, give us a share. Tell your friends how awesome or how horrible we are. <laughs> it's a toss up most weeks. Uh, follow us on our social medias, uh, beers and beards pod on Instagram. Twitter, you can find our Facebook page. Um, and then the home, like if you want to see every review we've done up until now, which today's not a review day, but so far we're looking at uh, MMAMcKinney.com. Click the Beers and Beards tab. There's a player. You can listen to the show from there and see all the bourbons that uh, and beers that we've tried, which we've tried one a new one every week except for the very first week. Yes. And if you follow us on social media, then you will get awesome opportunities like winning a free $25 Tavor gift card. And uh, before I forget, I think we're going to go ahead and do that early in the podcast, do the drawing. Oh, snap. I got some new followers. I feel like I got some clout now because they had to follow me, follow my personal account to to get an entry. So And me. So, yeah, we had a, a, a pretty good turnout. Um, I... The first one, for some reason, was deleted by Instagram, so we had to re uh, redo it. But we had some people get the secret code word, which was Kolsch, and message that to us. We had a few people do that. Um, some people uh, shared it on their um, on their uh, own Instagrams, which was really cool. So thank you for mm-hmm. doing that, including uh, one guy who's really cool. I want to give him a shout out. His name is Day Drink Day Drinking Daddy on Instagram. That that's a badass name. Yes, I'm, I'm upset that he didn't take that. But anyway, without further ado, uh, our entries. I've got everyone on an Excel spreadsheet, and I have a random number generator. Everyone has a number, and I'm gonna hit enter. All right, there we go. It's number thirteen, which is TBG underscore Opsky. So, uh, if you're listening. Uh, give us a DM us on Instagram and we will get you your $25 gift card before I forget. So I'm glad. Awesome. We will probably continue to do stuff like that in the future. Sounds like someone is drilling in the background of uh, <laughs> Gary's house. 
Well, what's that's that? the that's the water hose outside. Oh, did you not tell the kids to turn on the not turn on the water hose? I I just sent the text to turn that shit off. Uh, Which I'm in a new setup this week. I'm in the basement where we've like we're moving our podcast down here and like I've got a weird when we start doing videos I've got a backdrop I can use which is new for me uh but we've not got the sound quite down yet so we got to put some stuff on the mostly on the ceiling because you can hear every step like my wife's been doing class down here this week and she's on zoom all day and she comes up super pissed because I have an office chair that I, that I, no, I just roll it around and she hears every bumping. But can, I've, the, I've been waiting to hear the trampoline sounds because you said the trampoline's right outside on the other side of the. Yeah, it's on the other side. It's it's not as loud as that water was, but uh, yeah. So my we this has just been a banner year for the Thomas family, David. And there's more water. <laughs> That's gonna be a. Uh, we're gonna have to use that as a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's off. Okay. Turn, so turn it off from the main. Uh, main I'm I'm looking at the main right now. I'm about to shut it off. Uh, but so we bought a cow, which will be here next week. I'm excited. Uh, turns out super expensive. Uh, I should have probably asked the price, but not as expensive as if you were going to buy it at Kroger. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Bought a trampoline. For burgers. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be the majority. I'm looking at like 180, 190 pounds of meat. Uh, and probably over half that will be burgers. So. So, yeah, we got a trampoline, a cow. And the trampoline's up. My son's doing speech therapy, right? Yeah. So now he's doing like occupational therapy with it. With that, they're like, hey, does he like to jump? Well, yeah, does a fat baby fart? <laughs> they recommend we get a trampoline. Immediately that day, like looking for a freezer or looking for a roll of toilet paper, everybody's buying trampolines. Well, we get one and he won't jump on it. He likes to run on it, but he won't jump on it. So just so much, so much fun stuff as a parent, David. I cannot wait. Yeah, that's my, I'm buying your kid a drum set, a trumpet. Uh, He's already got animals, maybe a fish. I don't know. The problem is it's summer and we're stuck. Like we're stuck here, you know, just stuck. Yeah. It's weird being. You know, it being summer and not being able to go do things. Because in March it wasn't as bad, but now that it's the middle of July, you want to go and, and go out and be able to do things. So we we thought as we were preparing for the show, we would talk about, of course, drinking is a, I feel like is a summer sport, right? Like yes. you think of the beach, you think of it being hot and you having something cold. Uh, obviously it's, People are not stopping going on vacation, but I I feel in my town, super small town, you know that everybody that's 
uh, getting the virus has been somewhere else, Florida, Myrtle Beach, somewhere. And that's how they've got it. So, and I know you've already postponed one, one trip this year. And we were supposed to be on vacation last year. Ended up at the Cincinnati Zoo, which was just amazing. Um, <laughs> but what what as I think we grew up pretty similar. What was a what was summer break and summer vacation like for you? Yeah, my family never did like a big summer vacation. Our biggest thing was like going to like a theme park, so like Cedar Point or Kings Island, which even as an adult I still love doing. Um, I've been to like the beach a few times. Um, I think definitely if it's a summer vacation, it's gotta be somewhere near water, either a beach or a lake or something like that. We're going in a couple of weeks, hopefully <laughs> up to Indian Lake, um, which is kind of up by Columbus. Um, it's just a, you know, a fun man-made lake in the, in the state of Ohio. Um, but any time outside of summer, I'm I'm a guy that I'd like to go to a place that's um, got good hiking, good beer, good food scene, some you know, places like that. So, why would you go. even say hiking? 127 degrees, yeah, hotter than the devil's nutsack, and you want to hike? Not today, not today, definitely. Um, yeah, I grew up super similar. It was it was Kings Island. Uh, you know, we have like a yearly trip to Kings Island or. Uh, there's one in over in Huntington, West Virginia called Camden Park. Almost um, one notch above the county fair is what Camden Park was like. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we've got Kentucky Kingdom here. Went there a few times. But I never, we like you, we never did a beach vacation or like a, a week-long vacation. But as an adult, I can remember going, my first real vacation was with friends. Uh, other than my honeymoon. So we went to Daytona beach, Florida to watch a NASCAR race. And yeah, we talked about that, (laughs) but my best friend loves the ocean. Like amidst all this pandemic still went to that same spot for vacation this year. Uh, what the place we stayed there is, is it's like new Smyrna, which is right by Daytona or just South of Daytona. But it it's metropolitan or uh, you know outskirts of it's all Daytona down there. If, whether it's Ormond Beach or Flagler Beach, it's all you know twenty five thirty minutes from Daytona. Yeah, and I think that's some of the craziness that's going on is all the people that Florida has such a huge tourist um, scene. I mean, people from Ohio. I mean, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee. That's like. That's the closest, you know, area that you can go to to go to a beach, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why Florida has always been such a crazy area, just in general. Um, and then, of course, you get areas you get people up from, you know, New York and, and New England, and because it's warm. I mean, three hundred sixty-five days a year, it's warm, it's nice, and it's just one of those things where you get a bunch of different people coming from a bunch of different areas, and you're gonna bound to have, you're bound to have some some crazy things happen. Um, you got a COVID test this week, right? You told me. Got it today. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, and I'm not, I, I don't have any symptoms, but my, 
place of work encouraged it, you know, because that's I'm going to the office two or three days a week. I don't know why, but because I can do everything from home. And I'm still going two, two or three days a week. Uh, and so I interact with just a very small amount of people there. And we, the place where my office is located is like a commercial military base. That makes sense. It's owned by like Lockheed Martin. Yeah. Uh, so when you get there, like when you, it's, you've been there, it's, yeah. uh, you pull up to a security check and now they take your temperature, make sure you're wearing a mask, go wear a mask everywhere on, you know, on the property there. But, you know, I, the, as things feel like they're loosening up more, I'm seeing my family more often and I just, I don't want to take any chances. So we called, did a drive through test. I think the whole process other than setting it up, you know, that was just a phone call from the time we pulled into the testing site. The time we left was maybe 12 minutes. And my nose bled. It don't let anybody tell you that it doesn't hurt because it hurt. <laughs> it was not comfortable. I didn't like it. I will not do it again unless I'm forced to. She's yeah, bad. As soon as I find out that it's, Have you thought about getting one? Sticking something up your nose. Um, I was I was out on that. I got actually got so I thought and I we kind of talked about this. I was still traveling back in March and I just come from Miami and uh, in like the middle of March. I mean I came from Miami and was like on lockdown basically for two months after that. And looking back, I thought that I had you know I just had felt weird and had like a weird headache for you know two or three days that wouldn't go away and. I thought, hey, maybe I had it then and just had really mild symptoms. And I did a uh, antibody test um, a couple weeks ago, and it was negative. But now I'm reading that the antibody test, a lot of times the antibodies are only staying in people's bodies for for two to three weeks after they have uh, COVID. So I have not. Now remind me test. is and I'm sure it is because we we pretty much mirror each other is Ohio a mandatory mask state. No. So we, it's mandatory. They have by County, they do color code on County. And once your County gets to red, I think it's green, yellow, red. I think there's a purple, but once your County gets to red, then it's mandatory mask, which is kind of backwards if you ask me, but because the idea is to not get from, red but uh, or not get to red but yeah so it's it's not there and it was crazy because yeah we're at thursday yesterday it was wednesday the governor had a you know a his normal press conference i think is at two o'clock and he had you know all the special press conference at five and came on and basically said nothing <laughs> people were freaking out we i was at the grocery store and i was like man it's super busy for a wednesday and people were i think stocking up because they were ready to be uh ready to be on lockdown again and it didn't happen. So yeah, the day that the statewide mandatory mask mandate was coming out, our attorney general, uh, suit or filed for a restraining order. And it's basically made all the governor's executive orders for safety null and void. So we're in a big political nightmare here. It's, you know, I've been out uh, a handful of times and 
I feel like I'm in the minority of wearing a mask. And listen, I don't care what your politics are, if it's going to help you or, or it won't help or whatever. Like, I think it's the asshole thing to do to not wear one. You may disagree, but I just like, is it that hard? No, I mean, that's a, I, yeah, it's, I don't think I'm everything about mass that can be said has been said. And it's one of those things where there's some people that are, you know, wearing, you know, wear a seatbelt and, you know, that's been the law for, I don't know. It wasn't when I was a kid, but it has been for at least 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. And you're always going to have that percentage of the population where no matter what, they're not going to do it, no matter how, how dumb they are. And uh, that's one of the things, in my opinion, and the way that I look at it is that's one of the things that kind of makes America great is that we have the, you know, if you don't wear your seatbelt, yeah, you're going to get a ticket, but you're not going to get your head chopped off. So we still do have uh, the freedom. And I think that's kind of, you know, that our country has always been contrarian, right? So one of my favorite quotes is a Winston Churchill quote that he said during World War II is that you can always count on Americans to do the, the right thing once they've tried everything else. So um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, basically the way that I look at it and it's, it's unfortunate, but it's like, Sometimes, you know, and, and I can, you know, you being the parent, I'm you know, probably barking up the wrong tree, but sometimes it's like talking to a brick wall. I mean, people have, people have their, their mindset of, of how they're going to do and they're not going to change their mind no matter what anybody says. So. Oh yeah. Until something happens to them. You know what I mean? Yes. Like as a parent, I'm a pretty liberal parent. Like if the stove's on and the kids near the stove, I'm not like, I'm, I'm obviously not just going to let them go up there and touch it, but if they accidentally touch it. My philosophy is they'll only do it once. That's right. You know, they'll be, they'll be more aware of it next time. So my, you know what I my don't mom know. had, and, and I always look back, you know, I, I have a, a great mom, but she was always the one where, you know, she's very much believes in learning, learning your lesson to a certain extent. Right. So you, you know, for the, the example with trampoline, you know, don't act, you don't act dumb on the trampoline. You're going to fall off and you're going to, going to bust your head. And, you know, of course we had a trampoline when I was a kid and fell off and, and, you know, got a couple bumps and bruises. And now I, you know, I learned my lesson and you can, you can say things as many times as you want, but, uh, you know, it's, it really has to, to, to really affect people. Um, I did see some breaking news today though. We didn't talk about this. We didn't prep this. So I don't want to. So uh, this is this is live reaction right now. Yes, I don't want to um, upset you or anything, but I did see oh, no. from Taco Bell their <laughs> items rumored to be removed from the menu. You ready for this? Tell me which one. Go ahead. There are seven items. Tell me which one of these hurts you the most. Okay. Because you got to be a taco. I'm a Taco Bell guy, so I know you're a Taco Bell guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's the one I feel like I always overeat when I go to Taco Bell, and there's nothing really off limits on the menu. Yes. All right, so here we go. Quesaritos. All potato items. What? Grillers. Triple layer nacho. Beefy Frito burrito. Spicy tostada. And seven layer burrito. 
So I usually do get a quesarito. Is that what it's called? So quesarito. Yeah, I yeah. usually I've had those quite often. Uh, and then this the, uh, and a burrito mix, right? Yes, and they're small, and uh, I do like their potatoes. Yes. I mean, can, how about we just get rid of fucking breakfast at Taco Bell? Come on now. Nobody's going to Taco Bell for breakfast. Just get rid of those items. Keep everything else. I will say this is funny because <laughs> this is from Fox News, and the source is a verified Taco Bell employee via Reddit. Um, I do like the source that I, I like that Fox News ran with the uh, Taco Bell employee from Reddit. My are you a Reddit employee, guy? I, you know what? I've I've slowly but surely gotten into Reddit, but Same. I use it for you know a few specific things um, because I I think that some Reddit communities are horrible and some of them are just awesome. There's no in between. And, yeah, uh, I use it for like for the city and the state information. Uh, you, you know, there you kind of take the good with the bad. You know, I do follow Cincinnati and, and Dayton and Ohio, uh, but I'll, I, some of my favorite ones are home improvement and home brewing. Mm. There you go. Probably those are probably good communities. Yes, very positive. Um, and some of the you know some of the ones where you think that they would be like sports, most of the time the sports ones aren't bad. That's because people, I think, have had sports message boards for, you know, twenty plus years now, and people mm-hmm. are people are kind of locked into those. You know, the MMA ones aren't very good. Um, the, I think it's good for like for the community. Facebook killed so many of them. Yes, there wasn't really a, a a good true community for a lot of these. You know, kind of random things before, but uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely turned into a into a reddit person but it's not my like go-to i will say uh, twitter just because of i have my twitter feed pretty well curated and then um reddit is probably the the next one for that for for me for new for like from like a news standpoint yeah i don't use i don't use twitter as much as i could but sorry we got sidetracked all right seven items quesaritos and probably the seven layer burrito for me the, those are things that I know that I've ordered. Yeah. What is it for you? Definitely the potato items. Yes. Because the spicy potato soft taco is, in my opinion, the best thing on the menu. Um, yeah. I I think I've only had that once. Yeah. Are, it's like so it, a dollar. It's still like, it's like one of the, I'm a, you know, cheap person when it goes to, you know, when it, when it comes to Taco Bell, like I'm not going to spend you know, four or five bucks on whatever their fancy new thing is. I'm like a a purist. Yeah. I, so what's now when it comes to fast food, there's a difference in like ordering for yourself. And then like, I know my mother-in-law and some of my friends, they'll be like, hey, I'm going to McDonald's. I'm just going to bring back a bunch of stuff. Or Taco Bell. And they have all the options, right? Yeah. Like three double cheeseburgers, filet of fish, you know, basically things off the dollar menu. And that's the only time I really try new things. Um, Like, for instance, 100% was the first time I'd ever tried a uh, a junior bacon cheeseburger. Was my mother-in-law bought like 20 of them. 
And I was like, I've never really wanted a junior bacon cheeseburger. At the time, I was a big chicken sandwich guy at Wendy's, but yes. tried a junior bacon cheeseburger and liked it, you know? So Wendy's is definitely my uh, my go-to for the – mostly for burgers, but also I think they have chicken. Their chicken is awesome, mm-hmm. spicy chicken. And then uh, I like their fries a lot too. And their nuggets are, are probably the best. If you just if you want to go just classic nuggets, especially better than Chick Fil A. Yeah. Hmm. And then my second go to for uh, fast food is Arby's. Oh, I've not. That's probably way down on my list. A lot of it depends on what beverage you can buy there, like what their what products. Because I am a Pepsi guy, oh. and I found very few fast food restaurants <laughs> have have Pepsi products. Yeah. See, I used to, I worked for, um, for Arby's and the Arby's in Ohio, or at least the ones where I worked at switched from, uh, we were Coke and then we switched to Pepsi. I think Arby's is like one of the few that doesn't few fast food chains where it's not necessarily like every franchise has to have the same, like, you know, Pepsi or, you know, Taco Bell, KFC, et cetera, all are all um, Pepsi. Pretty much everyone else is Coke. And I promise this ties into to bourbon and beer and everything. But when it <laughs> is, do you have an ice preference? Because it, uh, it ties into my drink tonight. Yeah, so I I do like the small ice, but with the people that have it, they give you way too much of it. I don't like the small ice in that it takes up the whole cup. There's no, mm. there's less empty space for right for the the liquid to flow into. Um, so in that case, like if I'm getting like an iced tea or a sweet tea, like from Raising Cane's the ice there is perfect for the sweet tea because it's not kept cold. But in, in any other situation, I want like the bigger ice where you've got more, you've got more area for your drink to, yeah. to, to flow into in between the ice cubes. <laughs> All right. I will, I will bring this back around when it's, when it comes to, to me drinking, but I went first last week, David, give us your cocktail. Sponsored by Audible. Hit us yeah. with it. So first of all, sponsored by Audible. AudibleTrial.com forward slash beers and beards. And I said I would give a book recommendation every week. This week's recommendation is Wild by Cheryl Strayed. So last week I uh, recommended North by Scott Jurek, which he's a, uh, you know, a professional like high-end uh, trail runner. Um, and he ran the Appalachian, Appalachian Trail. This one is the complete opposite end of the spectrum who a complete amateur who had never done any sort of long distance, you know, trail hike or trail run um, and did hike the Pacific Crest Trail. So complete opposite side of the country. Um, It's a really good kind of like finding yourself sort of book. Um, Talks about like the loss of her mom and things like that. But really good book. Great book to listen to. so yeah, audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. You can listen, you can get a free 
30-day trial and free audio book, so you can get that one. You can get Wild by Cheryl Strayed. You can get North by Scott Jurek. You can get uh, any of those other books. Uh, I've, I've listened to probably 15 or 20 audio books this year, so Audible has been fantastic. But this week is Cocktail Week, so uh, my, bo- or my cocktail is called a Bourbon Maple Fizz. So it's got both bourbon and beer in it. So I'll, I'll first I'll run down what's in it. So it's maple syrup, bourbon, orange juice, lime juice, a pale ale, and an orange twist for serving. My bourbon is Maker's Mark, and the beer, the pale ale that I picked, and this is one that I actually recommended, was Dale's Pale Ale, which is a classic for me. Uh, it's one of the beers that really got me into craft beer. Um, but basically you mix everything together except for the beer, pour it over ice, and then top it with the beer. It gets nice and fizzy. Um, drinking it, uh, give it a taste here. And you definitely get the bourbon flavor. I get surprisingly a lot of orange uh, flavor, mostly I think because the orange that I used, I actually did, uh, actually juiced some fresh mandarin oranges. You um, would be a juicer. <laughs> and I told you the reason why was because we don't really drink orange juice, and I didn't want to buy a large amount of orange juice for. Um, you couldn't have bought like a ounces. bottle at the gas station. I guess I could have, but we had some. Gotta gotta be extra. Orange. The one thing I will say with this is. Um, I get a lot of, of the bourbon, but none of the bourbon, like, burn at all. Um, I think that the orange and the lime definitely balance that out. Don't get a lot of the maple, which I think if I made this again, I would put a little bit more maple syrup in it just because I want that, like, slight sweetness from it. Um, does it thicken it up? Like, is it a thicker than beer? Yeah, does the, does the maple... A little bit. You know... Um, I mean, maple syrup is like I used like traditional, you know, like true maple syrup, which is a little bit thinner than like if you use just like a table syrup or, or something like that. Like a, yeah, uh, Aunt Jemima's. Yes, <laughs> Aunt Jemima's. But so the maple syrup is a lot lighter. And in this, I will say, you know, for the most part, you know, cocktails I know with that are you know bourbon based cocktails, you stir them and don't shake them. Um, mm-hmm. So I did stir this. I didn't shake it. Uh, but I don't really get a lot of the beer flavor either, which is interesting. Um, Dale's Pale Ale, um, even though it's a pale ale, for me is always, I always look at it as like an IPA. Um, it's has a lot more of the character. It's a lot hoppier than a typical like pale ale, um, but just a classic tried and true um, beer. But yeah, I will say this is enjoyable. This is like a great, summer drink for you know you want something that has some bourbon has some some good fruity flavors but then also still has the beer in it i think it's perfect for that when it comes to cocktails are you like some people like the sugary more like a margarita uh, or a daiquiri do you enjoy those as well i do um i'm a bit like i like you know, lime and like, like those like citrusy flavors a lot. 
Um, so I do like a good margarita. Um, typically though, like if I'm doing a cocktail, I want something that's not overly sweet. Like I'll do an old fashioned before I'll do a margarita. But also if I'm eating Mexican food, I'm not going to drink an old fashioned with Mexican food. I'm going to drink a margarita. Yeah. So I'm very much you would look, in place. you would look weird doing that. I went to a Mexican restaurant and ordered an old fashioned. I, I would be curious what they would, what they would say. It's interesting that you add like for your cocktail, which is more of a beer based cocktail. They use the beer as the topper for the fizz. Yeah. Did did also, you get like yeah. that head, you know, that, you know what I mean? The, like, would it have a good yeah. look to it? A little bit. And I have a picture um, that I'm going to put on our social media. Um, that was, oh, I should have done that. Pretty fizzy. Um, especially at the beginning. Um, but the fizz, I th- and I don't know if it was from like the, the citrus or, you know, the lime or the orange or, or whatever, but the fizz went down pretty fast. So I think even when I took my picture, it, it was still, it was mostly going down, but yeah, this is a, this is definitely something, something that I would drink more often. And I'm not either, not necessarily a big, cocktail person and i've never made a beer cocktail before but this is delicious so i also found real quick so i found a couple of other ones that sound delicious that are beer based cocktails um this one is called the bee's knees it's lemon juice honey gin a lager like a sam adams boston lager and lemon slices for serving i think that would be good with the honey and the lemon juice um and i think the gin would be have a, like a nice like um give you that nice like greenery juniper pop from uh, from the gin um, and then a margarita style which would be uh, one ounce uh, lime juice orange liqueur a mexican beer like a corona or a tecate and lime wedges which i think that would be delicious that's like a almost like a beer margarita mm-hmm. I, I interesting i found these from I just Googled beer cocktail and I found this on good housekeeping. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And like I said, I had no idea. And I was like, Hey, you know what? That sounds fun. Something different than just drinking a beer. And I will say Dale's pale ale. If you are a pale ale or IPA fan, this is like one of my go-tos every once in a while. I'll grab it and just remember how good and how delicious it is. Um, It's from Oscar blues, which is uh, out of Colorado. They're part of a group called, um, and now, now that I said it, um, I'm going to forget, but they're, they're part of a, uh, a bigger conglomerate, which is a couple of craft breweries together, um, Canarchy. Um, so it's them and, and, uh, a couple of other craft breweries, but they're kind of one of the OGs of craft beer. We will have to do this. We'll have to make in one of our appearances. Also, I know we've talked about it. Are we good for next week? Doing the uh, the place, I believe so. I needed that to uh, confirm, but next week we're going to be doing our first live episode at Wooden Cask Brewery in Northern Kentucky. On or location, five dollar bourbon, five dollar bourbon, five dollar like rare bourbon. So it's the good stuff, and they have excellent beer. So maybe we'll grab someone from uh, from the brewery, talk to them for a couple minutes. And uh, drink some good beer and some good bourbon, and I think we might have uh, have a little bit of a fan club there too. That's right. 
I'm, my wife has to come. She's she can't be bothered to be with these kids much longer. <laughs> I don't blame her. I think Charlie's probably not that bad at this point, but uh, the, the, the oh, I forgot there. to mention we you know we talked about all the new things. Charlie has to get braces, so one more one more hat tip of new things at the Thomas household. <laughs> so that sound that drink sounds awesome, and and it's a lot. So when I'm looking, I didn't look up multiple bourbon cocktails, but I looked up multiple recipes for the one that I have. And I went super basic because some of these bitches be getting fancy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm, uh, first of all, your bourbon cocktail this week brought to you by Beard Octane. Beardoctane.com. Beard products you can be proud of. I am still rocking my apple pie uh, bomb. And I've used, I'm not a big oil fan, but I've used the oil a couple times. And it's surprisingly not. i tell you what. i tell you what not to do. This is just. Public service announcement from Gary Thomas. Don't use your beard products if you're getting ready to go out and have to be in public and wear a mask because it is super strong. Like, first of all, the apple pie has a very, it's, I don't want to say, it's just strong. It's not a bad, bad smell at all. I love it, but it's, it's very loud. That makes sense. Like it's, you can, you know, you've got it on, especially when you first put it on. So I went, I put it on and I went to Kroger, uh, two days ago and I live maybe one minute from Kroger. And so I slapped my mask on. And by the time I got to the door, I was like, Oh wow. I'm just overwhelmed with the apple pie. <laughs> uh, but at beard octane, they've got beard care, beard tools, uh, of course, all your beard swag necessities, uh, leave-in conditioner, beard butter. Uh, they're selling the face bandanas, which I see a lot of places are now not like the neck gaiters and stuff. Not, They're not counting those as masks. Uh, but anyway, go to beardoctane.com. Use promo code BEERSANDBEARDS10. Save 10% off your purchase. Help us out a little bit. Help yourself to some savings. Also, add an incentive. Once again, still going on this week, free shipping on all orders over $75 in the continental United States. Now, coming up as a young adult, not a beer drinker, uh, more of a cocktail guy in general. I remember going through a phase of Long Island iced teas, just a bunch of different dumb drinks that as an adult, I probably would never order again. Um, But one of the things I always loved was a whiskey sour. Um, just so I, it meshes well. And my research of whiskey sour. Now I, the, how I make a whiskey sour, uh, which I'll explain in a minute, super basic compared to some of these. Now the first recipe I found, uh, touted as the best whiskey sour mix, two ounces of bourbon. Seems normal, right, David? Yep. That's not, that's a good start. One large egg white. <laughs> Uh, three, uh, yeah, three quarter ounce freshly squeezed lemon juice, three quarter ounce rich, simple syrup, uh, which simple syrup's not, you know, that's a, if you're a bartender, that's usually readily available and one dash of bitters. Uh, and what I found, because I'm like, why egg whites, egg white gives it that frothy. You use beer to frothy up your, uh, your cocktail. 
you know, there's no beer in this, so we're using egg whites. Uh, I've found recipes, same, same cocktail, uh, use bourbon, lemon juice, maple syrup, and a lot of people garnish it with, uh, like orange or, or cherries. Yeah. So for me, I've got, uh, and we're going with the Duke bourbon because it's a little higher proof. And I think that it balances out. You know what I mean? Like there's a good balance between the sour, like it. Like with yours, you didn't really taste the bourbon as much. I think it, it knocks it out. Yeah. Uh, and I eyeballed this. I used a little Sprite. Sprite seems cool, right? And I think that adds uh, this a little more citrusy, kind of knocks the edge of the uh, of the of the sour mix. Yeah. You know, just a basic sour mix. You know, eyeball it up. I got it in a big uh, Harley Quinn cup that I got at the movie theater with ice from captain D's and it's the pellet ice. Like you get the hospital. Now I feel in a cocktail, you know, if you hear it and hear me shaking it around, um, I don't know. I just feel, you know, in, in the office when Pam is at Chili's and she gets second drink. (laughs) That's what, yeah, that's what you're, uh, I feel like this ice is perfect for that. That makes sense. Now the, so the no typical, bourbon review you know i've been talking about the nose the nose of this is sour you know not much bourbon to be smelled um because you you i would think you don't really want to take you you want to dampen the bourbon taste right like you don't want that to be the pronounced taste you want to taste like something different yeah um but it's got a pucker to it for sure. And from the mix, uh, probably could have used a little more Sprite, but <laughs> See, this and, is a drink. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say from, for my drink, I wanted something that if I'm making, you know, bourbon or, or whatever, I want that flavor, but I don't want the, the bite. I think right. That's the, that's with a cocktail. You don't necessarily want that bite. But you, you don't want the finish. Yes. Come on, David. That's what it's the finish. You should know that by now. But not the finish, right? (laughs) You're right. Yes, it's perfect. Yeah. A sign of a great cocktail. This is something that I would definitely like if we, like back in the winter, David and I with some friends went and did what's it called? Duck golf or duck bowling? Duck pin bowling. Yeah. And if we're going to sit around and do something like that, this would be a great cocktail to, to sip on. It's not something you're gonna you're not gonna drink five or six of these. Yeah. One, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> Two, it just there. I don't know. There's there's a definitely a pucker to it. If that makes sense, there's like yeah. there's that. I feel like there's a film. Like I don't know the coat your mouth. It's just it's weird. Tastes good. Uh, we'll definitely get the job done, but. Uh, shaking. Well, I guess this is. I, I don't know. Is this shaking or stirring it? I'm just sloshing. This is slosh. This is sloshing it. <laughs> well, that's good. So you got the Duke bourbon. I. You know what? We went what ele- episode eleven, and I cracked off the Maker's Mark. So. But I. But I don't want that. To, I don't want you to judge. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> you know. What's a typical shot? What's a, how many ounces in a typical shot? 
like one between one and two. I think a lot of people do like one and a half. Oh, so I was gonna say if we could do like a sampler <laughs> next week, but if we yeah. if we're going like four or five shots, it may be. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. maybe we maybe you try some, and I, we won't try the same ones. Yes, that makes I don't know. Yeah. We'll work so that we, out. Uh, yeah. So and we'll definitely talk about this this next week. But um, yeah, I know that they uh, wooden cask regularly has like Blanton's. Um, mm-hmm. They have, that's my fingers are crossed that the Blanton's will be there. Yeah, and maybe we can maybe we can put in a little a uh, little good word. But so just a little sampler. This week they had. Miters American Whiskey, E. H. Taylor Small Batch. That's a uh, good Old one. Forest I've heard. Eighteen twenty. Bowman Port Barrel Finish, and Four Roses. And you got two ounces of e- of any of those. Sometimes they do a one ounce pour for five bucks. Yeah, I saw the Blantons was a one ounce the last time they had it. Which still, that's that's a still a good yeah. deal. Um, I will say so. You know, we were talking about cocktails, and um, I made. Uh, two servings of, of this cocktail that I made, and uh, my wife Angie was drinking um, a. It's kind of like a cider ale hybrid from from Rheingeist called Wowie. It's like a pineapple, uh, basically a pineapple cider. Um, and I said to her, "This would be delicious as a mixer because I had cocktails on the brain, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, it's a pretty sweet, like you know." cider thing like that and got to thinking like yeah any hard cider really would be great as a mixer um so maybe one week we'll do a uh we might do like a cider cider week i don't know if cider and bourbon would be that good though but um, uh, cider has been absolutely taking off <laughs> like people think that cider is like this um this uh you know, you know, fat or whatever. Uh, according to Nielsen, hard seltzer, or I'm sorry, not cider. I'm talking about hard seltzer. Hard seltzers post the strongest sales week ever during July 4th holiday period. I mean, natural light, the, you know, one of the cheapest, most blue collar beers out there has a seltzer now. Yeah. They're, and they're popping up everywhere. So off-premise dollar sales increased 134% to 138 million <laughs> compared to the same one-week period versus a year ago for the 4th of July. And I will say in my house, we regularly have seltzer. And we actually are a Truly family. Um, mm-hmm. The funny thing is, so Truly is made by Boston Beer Co., which is Sam Adams. And Sam Adams like 52% right now of their sales. I mean, this is the people that literally make Sam at Sam Adams. Uh, uh, they also own dogfish head, which we, you know, we had a few weeks ago. So two iconic, you know, craft beer brands, 52% of the company sales is truly hard seltzer. Um, and I saw yesterday, um, you know, I'm the, I'm the numbers guy, but, Yesterday, for a short period, Boston beer stock surged double digits to $640 plus per share and a $7.8 billion market cap as the markets closed yesterday. So Sam Adams 
briefly surpassed Molson cores and market cap. So basically, wow. Sam Adams was worth more yesterday than the number two beer producer uh, in the country. Just for a brief period. I think it went, it came back down today. But yeah, that's the power right now of, of hard seltzer. Between that and uh, Boston Beer also makes Twisted Tea. It's it's crazy mm-hmm. seeing, uh, seeing the seltzer world. Now, I don't want to degrade Twisted Tea, but on many occasions at my local Speedway, I see people with like the 24-ounce cans. Them. Just taking the taking them off the shelves, and I don't know. It's, it it looks and it's cheap, like it's not very expensive. I don't know. Yeah, I you know what I keep getting uh, Facebook messages for hop tea, which is like a non-alcoholic tea with hops in it, and uh, I might have to try it. It they're they're wearing me down. Um, which Facebook, of course, is listening to our, our conversations. But I saw they sell it at mm-hmm. Whole Foods, so I might have to go and snag some and give you my uh, give you my review on that. Um, some hop tea. It's, I don't know. I think people enjoy different, and that genre is a little different right now. Uh, obviously, they enjoy it. It, it tastes good. Uh, I had a sip of a White Claw for the first time not too long ago. I was not impressed. Do you like White Claw? Yeah, the the seltzer in general. I think the they have, like, for me, that perfect amount of just, like, just, like, a touch of sweetness where it's not too sweet that it's going to make you sick if you're drinking them all day, but it's got that little bit of sweetness to, you know, to make your brain release those happy uh happy thoughts you're you're way right (laughs) you're way smarter than me uh but i'm older than you so you may not know the answer to this but what's the difference in like a white claw and a zima i think the sugar um the sugar content so you've get i mean like a zima like they they are both flavored malt beverages technically so which means that they have no malt or they do have malt, but they don't have hops. Sorry. So it is a fermented beverage that that, that's not hops, which because that would make it beer. Um, But it's just the malt, which is the, the sweetness, the sweet part of, of beer. Um, And it's just, I think that Zima just has a higher like sugar content than Hmm. like a seltzer. Um, but basically it's kind of the Zima of today. Uh, they're right around the same alcohol content. Um, they, you know, they're both carbonated and I know that they also had flavors of Zima, but like, I think of Zima as like, you know, similar to like the, uh, like Smirnoff, which was you know, too sweet. And I've had, I've even had some, uh, seltzers, you know, from, because that pretty much everybody's making them now, but some people are adding, you know, sugar and, and they're too sweet. Um, I think that's the trick is that they're, they're sweet, but not too sweet. Yeah. You gotta, it, it can't be, 
it can't be too sweet because you just feel bad. Like, you know, you ever get drunk on Long Island iced teas or margarita? Like, you just don't feel good. The first one or two feel feel okay, but then number four, yeah. three, four, five, that's when you start to give you a stomach. Like, you don't know any alcoholics that drink margaritas exclusively. <laughs> you know? Like, that's not a thing. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no AA, like, margarita wing. Yeah. Um, what so uh yeah, it's the you know, I'm here because I like uh amaretto sours. That's another sour drink that I really enjoy. Those are delicious. I think I, I think so. I've not had I've not had an amaretto sour in forever. Yeah, I and I think I've I have mentioned this too. As I get older, I'm starting to uh to get into things like, you know, more into uh, different types of liquor that I wasn't, I didn't necessarily think I was into. I've been getting more into gin, more into bourbon, a little bit into vodka, but like mm. just the very, you know, very, very early parts. We have uh, some mint that we've been growing. So I think we're going to make some mint juleps here pretty soon. Oh, they're not good, man. They're not good. <laughs> it's not good. I, you know, and, and I, mean, I talked about it, um, I, I mentioned to you today, because uh, of the, you know, the horse racing tie-in, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm more of like a, we always do it, and probably not going to happen this year, but we always do a big party in the fall at our house where uh, everyone dresses up fancy, like they're going to the horse races at Keeneland, except we just watch them on TV, um, mm-hmm. but uh, we, we usually have a good cocktail available for that, and uh I was thinking of maybe like a, doing my own take on a mint julep, but we'll see. I did get, uh, on a different note, five pounds of coffee delivered to my house today, which is was awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm. You make me feel like a basic white girl <laughs> because I just drink like Kroger premium brand K pods. Yeah, and and, I, and know, add a bunch. Yeah. Of, Bunch of stuff to it. Yeah. I started out as, you know, we used to do, we used to be like the Keurig family and I, you know, my mom drinks, uh, um, Folgers and things like that. And I was still every once in a while, I go to my mom's house and I grab a, a, you know, a cup of coffee and it's Folgers. Hey, I mean, that's, that, that's what goes best with a cigarette if you're asking me, but, uh, (laughs) that's good to know. Uh, (laughs) you know, I'm, I, the more, you know, I get the problem that I do is I end up spoiling myself on certain things. Like you have like some fresh ground coffee and then brew it. Um, and then it's hard to go back to like a, a K cup or something like that. So, but do you drink it got, black? You know what? I'm like 50 50. Um, and it, it kind of depends on how I feel that day. So if you're if you're not a purist that day, what how do you what do you put in your coffee? Just a tiny little bit of cream. I mean, I'm I'm like a French vanilla cream person. So same. Just a slight same slight uh, little bit. But I got um, from Deeper Roots here in Cincinnati, Los Santaville blend, which is dark fruit, chocolate, sweet smoke, full bodied coffee from it's a guatemala uh, blend so i'm pretty Hmm. and i've had this coffee before it's like one of the best 
coffees I've ever had. And it's also um, a great coffee for um, adding to beer, like adding in like a when you're brewing beer. Um, there is a brewery in Pittsburgh, actually, called Brew Gentleman. And I didn't even know this. I went I went there to this brewery and they had Los Santaville. Uh, they had a, um, I think it was a stout with Los Santaville coffee in it from Cincinnati. So, I mean, you know how much Pittsburgh and Cincinnati hate each other. That's how good this coffee is, that a Pittsburgh brewery uses this coffee specifically for uh, one of their beers. So my next beer that I brew, I'm probably going to do a, a good brown ale with some Deeper Roots Los Santaville coffee in it. I had some Caveman Brazilian Blonde sent to me. I didn't pay for it. Um, Brazilian Blonde Caveman Coffee. I think it was during our on it days when they would send some random stuff, new stuff, to, you know, to affiliates. Yeah. And I remember I got the bag, and I was, I didn't really know what blonde meant. <laughs> like, I didn't, just wasn't educated in coffee. But I cracked it open. I was going to make some, and it was the beans. I didn't have a grinder. I had to take it to Kroger for it to grind it. Make the blonde coffee. Hated it. It was awful. Awful experience. One thing I want to I want to touch on before we go, since this is cocktail week. Uh, and you mentioned slightly getting into vodka. And this doesn't have to be alcohol-related. This could be anything. But do you have any triggers or memories of a drink uh, or a food possibly that just, like, it, it just floods you with nostalgia in a bad way? Like, you got sick. You can't, like, you, you know, you had... Meatloaf, and every time you smell meatloaf, you want to throw up because you got sick when you were 12. I don't know. Do you have one? Let me think about it if I have one. I do. So, two things that I cannot smell without, and this has been, if my mom's listening, I'm sorry, mom, but I was about 18 years old, uh, and I was at a little get-together, and we were drinking... Country Time Lemonade with vodka. Lunchburg Lemonade. And I was drinking considerable amounts of it. And then it decided it didn't want to stay with me anymore. And I I am not a quiet or reserved vomiter. You would it, it sounds like an exorcism when I vomit. Uh, and I can just remember tasting all that coming back up and just the, just the hurl of it all. And to this day, anytime I smell like lemon, I, I haven't had a lemonade as an adult. Uh, and damn sure haven't had any, had any vodka. So that's that cemented two things. You'll probably never see me order a lemonade. Um, or anything with vodka in it. No screwdriver, no nothing. No. See, I'm a definitely a screwdriver person. Um, but my I want to be, but it's yeah. the memories. It's yeah. the gag reflex. <laughs> Mine, uh, and they're, they're probably not as bad as yours, but one, um, when I was a kid, probably like 
10 or 11 i got really sick one time after eating macaroni salad and i think it was because it was like you know at a family party it was sitting out all day i ate some macaroni salad that probably had mayo in it and it wasn't good so i very i don't think that i've not eaten it but i'm not i like very rarely eat macaroni salad these days um my other one is apple pie moonshine oh just because i went do tell went to um uh gatlinburg tennessee where they have the moonshine tastings and smoky mountain distillery smoky mountain Uh, the one we went to was actually uh oh not smoky mountain i can't remember it but the other one um but we went and, and you know they bought all the flavored moonshines and I was like, I mean, this is delicious. So we grabbed some, you know, big, you know, whatever mason jar of it and uh, take it. And I'm going to uh, watch a football game and drank between me and one other person an entire, uh, you know, large mason jar on top of uh, um, drinking beer, you know, other other stuff like that. So. Got a, a good amount of moonshine in me and, and ended up throwing up uh, <laughs> all up uh, the the stairs of the person's house. Um, and that's probably, I don't think that I, that would, yeah. So luckily, apple pie moonshine is not something that comes up every day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that would, that would probably be my, my thing. Um, it's, it at least was delicious but now as i'm thinking about it it's it's uh it's it's definitely bringing back some memories but yeah also that was ohio state uh lost to penn state um in uh, in happy valley and uh so it was a bad night for other reasons as well <laughs> well we hope you have a great night or day or morning whatever it may be as you listen to episode number 11 here Next week, I'm super pumped, David. We're going to get to, well, first of all, I'll get to see you. Uh, and maybe our wives can, I don't know if they've ever met. Have they met? No, I don't think so. So we'll get to uh, drink some good bourbon. Maybe David will select a good beer for me to try while I'm there. Don't forget, audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. Beard Octane. Use promo code beers and beards 10. Hit us up on social medias. I, we have another giveaway coming up. Uh, we're not going to do it next week because we're going to be doing that. But uh, So episode 13, I'm going to hit you with a Beard Octane giveaway. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that. If you even tune in for the beards, it's more like bourbon and beer. Yes. But uh, my beard is Here still kicking beer. like Bruce Lee. Um, so stay safe. I'll let you. I may not be able to go Thursday. If I've got uh, COVID nineteen, I won't find out till Saturday. So, all right, fingers. Wouldn't that be some shit? Wouldn't that be awful? Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, You can follow David on Twitter at MMA McKinney. I'm at Gary Thomas MMA. Until next week, we appreciate everybody tuning in, hitting some milestones in the listens just uh, through our provider. So the last thing I'll ask you is if you listen to this podcast, find us on social media, tell us how you listen to it.
or where you listen to it. Don't tell us that you listen to it naked in the bathtub with a glass of wine. That would actually, that'd be pretty cool. That's how I listen. (laughs) Until next week. See ya.